Hello, and welcome to Wholeness Word Methodist Church Audio Worship. The audio you are about to hear is taken from our service, broadcast on the 10th of January. Hello and welcome to our worship. Our gospel reading tells the story of Jesus' baptism by John in the River Jordan. Many were coming to see John to receive a baptism of repentance, of cleansing. When Jesus came to be baptised, this meant something entirely different. And the response from heaven acknowledged Jesus to be the one that the people were longing for. So hear the words of the prophet Isaiah. A voice cries out in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all the people shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, you were revealed to us to share and show your Father's love. At this time we remember your baptism. We remember and give thanks for your servant John as he prepared the way and made a straight path for you. We remember how you chose to humble yourself in such a simple act of baptism, showing us the way of humility of patience and of love. We remember how you, O Holy Spirit, came upon our Saviour like a dove. O Holy God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, we worship you this day. We praise you for your loving kindness and for your infinite mercy. Lord, we marvel at you, for from the very beginning we were shown a loving way to live and we give you thanks we give you praise. Amen. For our prayers of confession, the response at the end of each sentence is, Lord, forgive us. Lord God, we have chosen to turn away from you and ignored our need for forgiveness. Lord, forgive us. We have chosen to neglect those around us who need our help or our presence. Lord, forgive us. We have been selfish in our ways and have been too critical of others' faults. Lord, forgive us. We have chosen the easy or the most appealing path to walk and not the path of humility your son Jesus walked. Lord, forgive us. We have failed to carry our cross and have not trusted you to walk beside us. Lord, forgive us. Father, we approach you with a sense of wonder and awe, for your way is the way of compassion and grace. It is the way of mercy on which we depend. Forgive us, we pray, in the name of Christ our Saviour. Amen.
The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his loving kindness towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Thanks be to God. Amen. We say together the prayer that Jesus taught his first disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. The reading comes from Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 to 5. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the, the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. Amen. I read from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 4 to 11. And so John came baptising in the desert region and preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole of the Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him, confessing their sins. They were baptised by him in the river Jordan. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me will come one more powerful than I, the thongs of whom sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptise you with water, but he will baptise you with the Holy Spirit. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptised by John of the, in the Jordan. As Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This time and season after Christmas that we call Epiphany is about manifestation, about appearance and revealing. It's initially about how Jesus was revealed to the Gentiles with the visit of the wise men. And the season continues to this week with the story of Jesus's baptism. One definition of an epiphany sounds like one of those light bulb moments that we all have, like after trying to turn on a computer, for example, giving up after hours and hours of trying, calling the shop because it's not working, and then suddenly realising that you haven't plugged it in. It reads, a sudden intuitive perception of, or insight into, 
The reality or essential meaning of something usually initiated by some simple, homely or commonplace occurrence or experience. An epiphany. Epiphany in our scripture reading today is definitely about a revealing, a manifestation, but none of it comes from something homely or commonplace like in that definition. And it starts in the wilderness. We're introduced to John the Baptizer, who in his ministry placed himself in the wilderness. The Greek for this means a, a solitary, lonely place, a place where people who were deserted by others went to. It's not a place that you'd normally want to be. And he sought to encourage people to ritually clean themselves in the Jordan. People came from the Judean countryside and the whole of Jerusalem to see and to be baptised by John. This man who dressed in rough camel's hair, a simple leather belt and ate locusts and wild honey, probably found from between rocks and in trees, clearly meant business. I've always thought it was revolting to eat locusts or anything like them, even with honey. But reading this passage again and thinking about how locusts caused and still cause huge damage to crops and remembering the plague of locusts in Egypt, I wonder if there may be some symbolism here about how something so oppressive, so destructive could be subdued by the lone man in the wilderness. It reminds me of what Jesus said later on in Luke's Gospel. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will injure you. Epiphany is a time of revealing, and something amazing is being revealed by John. We read that the people flocked to him, both Jews and Gentiles, and so there must have been a feeling of great need to see him, a mass outpouring of the expression to be cleansed, to give their confessions, and to be forgiven. Why were the people doing this in such great numbers? In a time of lockdown and great uncertainty, we have recently known the need as a nation for something to happen, something to relieve us from the circumstances of this pandemic. We know what it's like to wait with hope and with longing, and we have to remember that these people had been waiting for hundreds of years for the promised Messiah from Scripture, and suddenly into their midst, John's presence marks the end of an era in human history. He is the final prophet before Christ himself. At first, the people thought John might be the Messiah. He was charismatic. He was insistent in his message and oddly humble. The people went out to John to be cleansed of their wrongdoings, but to do this, John was beckoning them into a place of desertion and a place of aloneness, a place of repentance and new beginnings. But his baptism of repentance for all who came to him pointed to someone else. And after the amazing story of his incarnation and the visit of the Magi, Jesus the man 
begins his earthly ministry. As a teenager, I always looked forward to visiting my friend on a Saturday because we would have tea and we used to play computer games, yes, even in the 80s. And one abiding memory I had was when my friend's mum used to welcome me in and she'd say, sorry about the mess. And I wouldn't know what to say because my friend's house was pristine. And by that, I mean you could have probably found the darkest corner of the bottom of the stairs behind a box that hadn't been opened or moved for years and it would still smell of fresh air. That kind of pristine. There was never any need to say sorry about the mess. The Greek for sin means to do wrong and to wander from the path of uprightness. Why then did Jesus tell John to baptise him when he was doing it for the forgiveness of sins? Jesus was and is as far from the notion of sin as is ever possible. John knew this, but I think in the end he understood. Jesus had no reason to say, sorry for my sins, for my mess, for the mistakes I've made. But as a starting point, as a bold statement, just like with the lowly stable he was born in, Jesus was baptised because he came into our world and became one of us. Jesus didn't require to be cleaned, to repent, or to ask for forgiveness, but he did it anyway. He did it anyway. Because God is not a God of half measures, we can't pretend to know exactly what was in the mind of Jesus on that day as he chose to humble himself, but what Jesus did was set out the kind of ministry he would deliver. He demonstrated the power of humility and servitude, deep compassion and love to all of us. And from day one, he was revealed in this epiphany by the Holy Spirit and by the powerful voice of God. The result of Jesus' baptism was that he was revealed to the world. How do we reveal Christ today? John's actions were done through extreme poverty to himself. They were plain and simple, but the result was pointing to Jesus. Jesus' action here was not grandiose, but full of humility. It was full of wisdom and incalculable love. And the result was to his glory as the Holy Spirit rested upon him like a dove. He was personally affirmed by the great voice from heaven. We reveal Christ today by lowering ourselves in humility, by stating our intentions of taking up our crosses in the shadow of our Saviour, and by following Jesus in simple acts of obedience, of humility and love, that he himself taught his disciples to do. With Jesus' example of humility in our minds, let us pray. Father, we come before you this day knowing of our failings and our trials. Help us, we pray, to 
see the power in your son's humility. Help us to imitate his words and actions, for we seek to please you alone and to glorify your holy name. Amen. So we turn to our prayers of intercession, our prayers for other people. Let us pray. Lord God, hear our prayers, we pray, as we approach you with our concerns for others. As we are still at the beginning of 2021, we pray for your world. We pray in particular for those who continue to be hit by the coronavirus and the pandemic, for those who have lost loved ones and for those who are undergoing treatment. Lord, this has lasted so long and we pray too for all of those who work tirelessly to eradicate this virus and to deal with its effects. Let us remember those who work for health authorities and hospitals across the world and pray for their safety and their stamina. Father, we pray that this year will see the end of the virus and its effects. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. Father, we pray for schools, for teachers, for pupils and students. We pray for businesses and children's before and after school clubs that have been affected by the pandemic. We pray for the students whose exams have been cancelled this year and for those who struggle to learn online. We hold to you all of those who work and study, Father, and ask that you will give them hope for the future. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for businesses, large and small, and for places in our communities that act as hubs for social interaction and for meeting places. For all of those who have lost jobs, or have struggled to cope with the lack of custom or lack of revenue. Lord, we hold them to you in our prayers. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for our church, Lord, for the activities that continue, for the people who seek to promote the gospel of Jesus in our world and in our localities, despite the circumstances. We pray for fellowships whose churches have had to close and ask that they may find fellowship and love with new friends and communities of faith. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray now in silence as we remember those who are close to us, those people who have needed our help in the past weeks. So let us pray. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, we pray all of these things in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, who displays all humility and grace. 
Amen. May the Father's hand keep you from stumbling, the footprints of Jesus give you confidence to follow, and the fire of the Spirit keep you warm and safe in your walk with God this day. Amen. We share the grace together. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all forevermore. Amen.